Hey, I have a stupid question, Marco said. What? Jake asked. Marco jerked his thumb toward the Andalite, Axe. How do we get him out of here? Jake looked blank. Um, Axe, I don't suppose you can swim? Swim really well, I mean. We're a long, long way from land. I would not swim in this body. I would morph a sea creature. Like what? Marco asked bluntly. We have to travel far and fast. I have acquired a creature from this ocean. It was a large creature who swam close one day. I stunned him and acquired him. I thought he would be useful if I was to escape. What kind of animal? What did he... I stopped suddenly. I had felt something. A shadow. I looked up. Through the air of the dome. Through the clear dome itself and up through the water. It was on the surface. A cigar-shaped shadow riding the surface of the sea. That's a ship, I said. Up there. I think it stopped. Let's get out of here. Now, Jake snapped. We ran for the hatch. Ping-ing-ing. Ping-ing-ing. The sound echoed through the dome. Sonar, Marco hissed. How do you know? Rachel asked. Didn't you ever see The Hunt for Red October? Great movie. Now let's leave. They found us. Ping-ing-ing. Ping-ing-ing. We crammed inside the small hatch enclosure, the four of us an axe. Morph, Jake yelled. I had already started. I could feel the dolphin features emerging. My friends were beginning to mutate. Water rushed into the chamber, swirling up around our legs. Axe was changing too. It almost broke my concentration, watching him. In their normal forms, Andalites are strange enough. When they morph, it is totally bizarre. Instead of two legs shriveling and disappearing, it was four. And then there were the stalk eyes. And the tail, which lost its scythe blade, but split into a new kind of tail, with a long raked vertical blade and shorter lower blade. The water swept up to my neck, but by that point, I was more dolphin than human. The explosion shuddered through the dome. It rattled my teeth. I felt like my eardrums would explode. Yerks, Axe said. He said the word in our heads the way his brother had, with hatred and rage so deep it was impossible to comprehend it. A second explosion. Suddenly the exterior door opened and we swam out in a rush. Four dolphins and one... Shark! I'd been distracted by the explosions. Axe had morphed a shark. Oh, good choice, Axe, Marco said. You morphed a shark? Is it wrong? The Andalite wondered. Your species and ours are mortal enemies, I explained. Oh, I have a lot to learn about Earth. Here's the first lesson. Let's get out of here, Marco screamed. I soared up through the water, angling toward the distant surface. But as I rose, I looked behind me. There were two jagged holes in the dome. Water was gushing in like Niagara Falls. As I watched, a third dark cylinder was falling slowly from the surface. 
Even I had seen enough submarine movies to know that was a depth charge. What hosts have the Yurks used? Axe demanded urgently. Um, hosts? You mean bodies? Controllers? They use hork and humans. I answered. hork do not swim. Axe said. We may be safe. The Yurks know little of deep waters. They have no oceans on their world, only shallow pools. Good, Jake said. All they've had here are hork and taxons, of course. Taxons? Yes, is that a problem? We were near the surface now, just a dozen feet from the bright barrier of sea and sky. Just then, a larger, darker shadow swept over us. A shadow that was dark inside of dark. A shadow that touched your soul. It skimmed just above the surface of the water. It was shaped like a long battle axe, twin semicircular blades at the back, a long diamond-headed point at the front, the blade ship of Visser Three. Something was falling as it passed over us. There were dozens of splashes. I rolled over to get a better look. What I saw made my flesh crawl. Taxons, in the water, coming toward us. Those nasty worms can swim? Margot yelled. But the answer was obvious. The taxons, ten-foot-long centipedes bristling with dozens of pairs of sharp needle legs, were racing after us. And they were very fast in the water. Very fast. From this angle, we couldn't see the several red jelly eyes, but we could see the circular mouth at the top of each vile body. I had seen taxons straining to catch bits of Prince Alfangor as Visser Three devoured him. I had seen taxons, on orders from Visser Three devour one of their own. Tell me, Axe said. I have the feeling this body I am in might be able to fight. Is that true? I grinned inwardly. Yes, Axe. Sharks can fight. Then, Prince Jake, shall we deal with these taxon scum? Don't call me Prince, Jake said. And the answer is yes. Let's go kick some taxon butt. Chapter 21 There were a dozen taxons in the water. Five of us, swimming in a straight line. The taxons were faster. But, as we soon discovered, we were more maneuverable. Pick a target. Jake said tersely. I focused on one of the big worms, but I had to force myself into the fight. This was not a shark, and the dolphin's instinctive dislike of sharks was not there to prod me. I had to find the will to fight in my own human mind. It was not such an easy thing. I had fought the Yurks to preserve human freedom. Now I fought to help the entire world. Still, fighting does not come naturally to me. And yet, I knew what I had to do. The Yurks would show no mercy. If the Taxons won, we would be killed, or worse. I powered toward one of the Taxons as he powered toward me. We were like two trains running on the same track, head to head. At the last possible second, with the gaping red mouth of the Taxon just a foot away, I zoomed sideways, arched my back, and rammed the Taxon's side. I expected it to be like the shark, hard, tough, unyielding. It was not. It was like hitting a soggy paper bag with a sledgehammer. The taxon burst like a dropped watermelon. Ah! I wanted to throw up. I beat the water with my tail and recoiled from the horrible scene I had created. All around me, the battle raged. Dolphin against taxon, and axe's shark against taxon. 
Scientists believe that sharks are one of the oldest species of animals still in existence. Nature built them as perfect predators, perfect killing machines. Nature hasn't had to revise or update them much. They were built right the first time. Dolphins are very different. Scientists say that millions of years ago, dolphins were land animals. Sea mammals not very different from humans and other mammals. They evolved their way back into the ocean. Part of that evolution included learning to cope with predators, with killer whales and sharks. I don't know what sea the taxon race evolved in. I don't know what natural predator they faced there. But they were not ready for this ocean. They were not ready to go one-on-one -on -one with the masters of Earth's deep seas. They were no match for dolphin or shark. Okay, let's get out of here. Jake ordered. They've had enough. Not so tough, are they? Rachel asked, trying to sound tough herself. But she seemed shaky to me. I shot to the surface and filled my lungs with warm evening air. The sun was dropping toward the horizon. Two ships were close by and steaming in our direction. But far worse was the blade ship, which hovered just a hundred yards up in the air. We can't waste any more time, Marco said. The plan was to head back for one of those little channel islands, unmorph, rest, and then take the rest of the distance. But even the island is almost two hours away at top speed. We have to make a run for it, or we'll have to choose between being trapped in a morph or drowning. And that's not a great choice. You're right, Marco. Jake said. Top speed for the nearest island. How do you tell time? Axe asked. Sometimes we carry a watch. Sometimes, like now, we just have to guess and hope for the best. Oh, with your permission, I will keep track of time. You have a watch? No, but I have the ability to keep track of time. Axe said. Good enough, Marco said. How much time is left? We have been in more for approximately 30% of the safe time. 30%? I tried to think. Math was never my best subject, and it's hard to be mathematical when you've just come from a battle and are scared half to death. That would be about 36 minutes, which means we have an hour and 24 minutes left. Balumph. I heard a huge concussion behind me, like someone had dropped a truck into the water. What was that? Marco wondered. Something hit the water, I said. Something big. Womp. Womp, womp. Okay, now what is that? Rachel asked. I rose to the surface to breathe and look around. The two surface ships were still closing in, but they were not very fast, and they were not gaining on us. The blade ship had disappeared. I scanned the sky in all directions, but I couldn't see it. Does anyone see the blade ship? I asked. No, but that doesn't mean it isn't still nearby. Jake said. It may have recloaked. Womp. Womp, womp. What is that? Whatever it is, it's getting closer, I said. Suddenly, I remembered I was not limited to the usual human senses. I fired off a rapid series of echolocating clicks. The picture that came back was startling. It's something in the water. Big. Huge. The size of a whale, but not moving like a whale. Jake, Marco, and Rachel all echolocated. It's after us, whatever it is, Rachel said. It's big, it's fast, and it's after us, Marco agreed. Womp, womp, womp. 
I rose to breathe again and looked back. At just that moment, I saw, far behind me, a huge dark red, almost purple hump above the water. It seemed to be covered with hundreds of small fishtails, all beating frantically. I went under. Axe, there's something back there. I don't think it's from Earth. I described it to him, at least what I had seen of it. Madrit, Axe said. Madrit, what does that mean? A madrit is a beast that lives in the oceans of one of our Andalite moons. To think of that filthy yurk scum on our moon, acquiring our animals. Axe, look, what is a madrit? I asked him. It's a very large creature that swims by shooting water out of three large chambers. It makes a sound. Womp, womp, womp. A sound like that? Yes, Axe said. I guess so. I did not recognize it. I've only heard it once, and that was in school, and I wasn't paying attention. It almost made me laugh, the image of an Andalite classroom where Andalite students zoned out on lessons, just like we did. But it really wasn't a good time for laughing. Womp, womp, womp. But that is no true, Madrid, Axe said. No, Jake agreed. Then you know who and what is chasing us? Axe seemed surprised. You understand that this is Visser 3 and Morph. We've met before, Rachel said tersely. You have fought Visser 3? And you still live? That definitely surprised the Andalite. I honor you. Yeah, swell, thanks, Marco said dryly. But I'd trade that honor for a good outboard engine so I could outrun that evil creep. Womp, womp, womp. Chapter 22 The creature Visser 3 had become did not tire. We did. I felt like I had been swimming forever. Half an hour into the chase, I was exhausted. We had been powering through the water at panic speed, fighting every current, fighting the terrible urge to rest as our tails weakened, fighting the growing hunger. Womp, womp, womp. The Madrit never tired. It never weakened. It gained on us, a foot at a time, bit by bit. I could see it now, a huge purple and red mottled bag that undulated and oozed through the water. It was propelled by three huge water sacks, firing one after another. Between those loud bursts, the hundreds of tiny tails that covered its entire surface thrashed and kept up momentum. Womp, womp, womp. Then he spoke. We had all heard that silent voice in our heads before. It was like hearing the most terrible curses. It was pure malice and hatred poured directly into our brains. I am coming for you, brave Andalite warriors, Visser Three sneered. I am coming for you. That voice churned my insides. I felt my own hatred flaring up to matches. The images Axe had painted an earth brown and empty and filled with nothing but the slaves of the Yerks. I had lived my entire life without feeling hatred. It is a sickening feeling. It burns and burns, and sometimes you think it's a fire that will never go out. I am coming for you. You will be mine. Shall I make you controllers, or shall I simply eat you? The time for me to decide draws near. You weaken. Your time runs short. Womp. Womp, womp. 
We had all been exposed to Visser Three. Axe had not. He seemed to shudder, even in a shark body. The dead shark eyes showed no emotion, but his swimming became erratic. Axe, I said to him. He did not answer. Axe, we have heard his voice before. We've heard his threats, and we are still alive. He will kill us, Axe said. He will kill us. He killed Althangor. Axe, hang in there. Don't answer him. Don't think about him. Just swim. But Axe's spear was catching. He was right. We didn't have enough time to make it to land without being trapped in our dolphin bodies, and we would never escape him anyway. I glanced back. He was only five body lengths away. I demanded still more from my burning muscles, but there was nothing more to ask. This is the end, Cassie. I told myself, "This is the end." I felt the terrible hatred surge in me again, but I didn't want to end my life that way. I would not die with hate in my heart. That would be one victory I could deny Visser Three. I let my mind drift, even as my shattered body struggled to go on. I felt my mind floating back, to the barn and all the animals there, to my father, my mother, to Jake. I remembered good things, riding the high thermals with Tobias and the others with wings spread wide. Good days, sitting at my grandmother's feet as she told me the story of our family. Of all the generations who had lived on and worked the farm, and then a more recent memory surfaced: the whale. I remembered his huge, gentle silence filling my mind. I could even hear his song. Wait, I could hear his song. That wasn't memory. I was hearing his plaintive, haunting song reverberating through the water. He was not far away. I opened my mind and let my human consciousness slip away. I let go. I invited the dolphin mind, the mind that loved to play and loved to fight and loved the feeling of soaring out of the water, right up to the air like a bird, to surface in my head. I fired echolocating bursts, a thousand quick clicks compressed into a few seconds, and more than that, I cried for help. It was foolish, it was ridiculous, but I cried out in a silent plea, like a child with a nightmare calling for her mother. The monster is after me, the destroyer. The evil one, help me. We have used eighty percent of our time. Axe managed to say, "Twenty-four minutes left." Marco gasped. It doesn't matter. I'm done for. Rachel admitted, "I can't keep going, and he's too close. It's time to turn and fight." Womp, womp, womp. We cannot possibly win. Axe said. We know. Jake said. But if I have to lose, I'd rather lose fighting than let him catch us one by one. That is a very Andalite thing to say, Axe said. We have a lot in common. I wish I had ended differently. On the count of three, Jake said. One, two, let's go. We stopped. We turned to face the Madrid. Jake, I said. I wanted to tell you. Yeah, me too, Cassie," he said. "Womp, womp, womp." The red and purple behemoth rushed at us. I shook with terror, but I was too tired to swim away. "Help me!" I cried one last time, but I knew there was no one to help. And then I let it all go, and said goodbye.
Hey, Phantomorphs! Thanks for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. It's your host, Daniel. I'm going to keep it real brief this week because I'm recording this outro right before my bedtime, and I am sleepy. If you liked what you heard, you can hear more at audiomorphs.podbean.com or by searching Audiomorphs on iTunes. While you're there, you can leave us a review and stuff. If you'd like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. This week's episode was a little on the shorter side, and next week will be two, I think. I haven't actually crunched the numbers, but I'm suspecting. Uh, Next week is the end of book four. So this was just a really nice way to split the uprights, and I think a really good cliffhanger, so that's what I did, and you guys can live with that. Actually, next week is Christmas, isn't it? So I might not have something out. Oh well, we'll see. We'll find out. Stay in suspense. Until then, I'll see you next week, maybe. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will return. Until then, we fight 